So hello and welcome to the 35th episode of the Spotlight Podcast, the unofficial podcast for Century 21 sales representatives in Canada, where we discuss the hot topics and important news in the real estate industry. So I'm your host, Linus Killius, and with me, as always, is Aaron Richardson. Hey, Aaron. Hi, Linus. How are you? Aaron is a broker and general manager of Century 21 Heritage Group. Aaron has an extensive background in online marketing, technology, and customer service. And I'm the head of business development at the real estate marketing company, Homania. So commercial real estate. Most agents don't deal with commercial real estate transactions on a regular basis. Every commercial listing has its nuances. Whether it's a niche industry, a restricted buyer pool, governmental restrictions and regulations, intricate business financial statements and projections, there's so many ins and outs, it's impossible to excel at all forms of commercial real estate. So if you have a seller interested in using you for a commercial transaction, where do you start? And as is usual on the show, this isn't an easy question to answer. And also, as per usual, we're going to discuss this in great detail. But before we start, if you watched the last show, you would have known that Aaron was at the, the global conference in Las Vegas. We actually did a show live from Las Vegas. So Aaron, how'd the rest of the conference go? Have you come up with any neat ideas coming out of Vegas? Oh, yeah. No, it was great. Um, it actually, it was overwhelming the amount of uh, information that was there. I saw the full list of all the different uh, uh, seminars I could have attended or I wouldn't have been able to attend. But, uh, I mean, there was hundreds, 150-some-odd. I don't know, even know how many was on that sheet. But it seemed like there's just so much information. So you can only pick and choose what to go to. But uh, I know there were some opportunities there that I might be able to get a hold of some recordings. So I'm going to look into maybe being able to uh, listen to some of the uh, presentations uh, audio. So these global conferences too, um, is this the kind of thing that most brokerages should have a representative there from management or even like as a sales representative should be going to these these uh, global conferences or conferences in general? Do you think there's a lot to be had from there? I mean, there's a lot of different conferences to go to, whether it be a, the Canadian conference, the global conference, the NAR conference, the, um, you know, uh, Inman conference. There's lots of different uh, good um I guess uh, a conference out there to to attend. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's good to get out to them to get, to get the cutting edge of technology or the information that's happening to network amongst the agents. And I think every broker should think about uh, maybe not heading every single one every year or one person goes to one every year because it can get a little overwhelming. But uh, you know, to at least pick this year, you know, maybe I'll go to NAR and next year I'll go to the you know the global again or whatever it is. But uh, yeah, it's it's good to get out to them for sure. And I guess more importantly, at the end of the last show, I recommended you put money on 17 Black. Did you do that? I, I did. I didn't I didn't have any luck there. Sorry. Uh, well, <laughs> there's what, like a one in 40 chance of hitting that. So that's yeah. too bad. So I guess uh, you're not going to be buying me dinner anytime soon. Eh? Well, not, not, not for that reason, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into the show on that note. Um, so Aaron, if Acceler came to you with a commercial listing... Being a real estate agent that doesn't handle commercial real estate listings in general, like where do you start? Uh, what type of commercial it is, first of all, you know, how in depth. Um, there's so many different faucets when it comes to commercial that you need to know and, and you need to find out how how much or how involved this is going to be. Um, you know, I've, I've done some commercial listings in the past. I, I've gotten some assistance from some of the other commercial agents in our company. Um, so I have uh, a basic understanding and knowledge in, in some of the areas, but, uh, not every area. That's for sure. 
Well, it seems like that's one of the problems with commercial in general. It's not like it's a it's residential where there aren't as many different types of residential transactions. There's you know literally hundreds of different kinds of commercial properties you can talk about, like gas stations, large buildings. You can just talk about selling businesses themselves too. Um, mm-hmm. So is, is like you kind of were talking about you you got support from another agent. Is that a good place to start if you have a commercial transaction come and try and lend on on lean on someone else's experience? Yeah, I mean, first of all, the, you know, the the general um, the general rule of thumb, uh, I believe, in our offices and myself, um, is that if uh, it's not something you do, if it's if it's a commercial property or commercial business that you haven't done before, definitely don't take it on yourself. I mean, uh, I know that sometimes you're maybe not as busy at the time and you you want to try something new or you want to learn, but it's really important to to your customer as well as you know, to yourself and, uh, and to your company. And there's many different reasons why you shouldn't be taking on something you don't know. Um, but for sure, I mean, look at, uh, look at the situation Like you said, it could be, I mean, it could be hotel. So it's, it could be selling a, I had an agent come up, uh, to myself and then one of the other managers and said, listen, why do you, you know, you guys are saying to refer it. I mean, this is, aren't you there for support? Uh, aren't you as managers there to help me through a transaction in real estate? And, uh, and my response was really, even if you went to a commercial company and they said, okay, we're looking to sell a, you know, a hotel, uh, depending on the scope of the, the commercial transaction, those agents within their commercial brokerage might refer it because that might not be right up uh, their alley in terms of what they do. Um, we've had agents spend 10 years just in something called ICI or industrial commercial. And uh, even at the end of her 10-year um, stint with a commercial-specific organization, she just at the end of the career uh, got familiar enough to take on her own listings. Like they wouldn't allow her to have her own listings. They, she would have to you know, partner up with somebody for 10 years to learn the industry and learn what's, uh, you know, all the all the important things to know about the, the specific uh, commercial developments and everything. So obviously, depending on the type of commercial transaction, there is more or less that you'd need to know specifically for those industries and such, depending on the transaction, like the nature of the transaction. Um, are there opportunities where you could work on them yourself if it's maybe a, a simpler commercial transaction? Well, or? Yeah, I mean, that's what it comes down to. I mean, we're predominantly a residential brokerage. Um, we are looking to expand into commercial division. Um, however, and we've, but we've done a lot of commercial transactions and typically the tr- commercial transactions that we do do uh, are through agents that, uh, you know, have worked in the in- commercial industry, but also, um, you know, we're not getting into real specifics. So, uh, there's a commercial building, for example, for sale. It's listed at 950 in your town. You know, a commercial building isn't quite as detailed as selling commercial business, for example. And we sell houses. There's not as much of a difference. I mean, there's still going to be some uh, environmental concerns and zoning issues and things that you, you're going to look into that you might not go into depth with uh, residential. But in in the general sense, um, it's, it's more of a straightforward transaction. So buildings I'd say are fine. You know, we, we can get, we can get you through a building. We can get you through a lease. Um, and we lean on lawyers a lot of times to, um, to help us as well. So turns out my grandfather actually got into real estate and he ended up falling into selling gas stations and that okay. was kind of his niche, right? Um, yeah. I, I've, 
to be honest with you, I have no idea how he ended up getting into gas station stuff. Is this the typical route of how people do get into these weird niches by like having that one opportunity and having it snowball from there? That's actually interesting because I did get uh, halfway through, I think maybe four or five years in, um, my wife uh, gave me a sort of a lead from somebody she was working with. And she says, yeah, he's looking for a spot for a gas station. He, he buys and sells and picks up gas stations. And uh, I sort of ran away from that one. And I always felt <laughs> guilty for not really, you know, when somebody sends you something, you really want to help them out. Um, but, you know, I just knew that that wasn't my, you know, listen, I, I could get my head over my, uh, sorry, get over my head uh, with that very quickly. And, um, and if somebody does find themselves, let's say in a situation where they take on something like a gas station, um, you know, and they partner with somebody or they, somebody helps them through it, they all of a sudden become the authority. Whoa, he's sold a gas station before. So if there's anybody in the office that's looking for, you know, a gas station or looking to sell a gas station, we're going to give it to that person. And then you sort of fall into that niche uh, and become an expert all of a sudden. As soon as you start selling five, six, seven of them. Yeah, and I think we all know how real estate works on like the referrals from past clients and such too. So if you do have that one client that is in the business of purchasing, purchasing and fixing up gas stations, you're dealing with buyers and sellers. Eventually, that could snowball into getting other referrals, other clients in that gas station area, I guess. And then you you can become like the guy to go to for gas stations pretty easily. Is are these the kind of things yeah. where there are opportunities for this? Because I mean, there's not Absolutely. a lot of there's not a lot of uh, like not a lot of room, I guess, for because there's not a lot of like volume in terms of like numbers of say like gas stations being sold. Since we're using that example, um, yeah. so I imagine it's difficult difficult to crack into them. But maybe once you are in, is this a good avenue yeah. to to be in? Oh yeah, I mean, I think there's a. I I actually get excited when I think of things like that. Oh, that'd be something that I would totally do if I got into uh, commercial. I would start to sp uh, specifically target uh, one niche first and uh, and get good at it, and that way, some you know everybody sort of knows you as that person, uh, and then move on to the next one. You know, yeah, I know some people that just do the, you know like maybe your grandfather just did gas station. That's all he did. He didn't sell anything else other than, um, but. Um, you know, it depends how you want to build your business. If I was, you know, I have a retail background, so that might be something that uh, I could get into in terms of retail space and uh, leasing. And, you know, although when I think about leasing, I mean, it's, you know, there's a lot involved when you're doing leases and, you know, depending on the lease and everything, it's not quite as lucrative as uh, selling a building. Um, and that's the other thing. I mean, you've got, if you're going to get into commercial, you got to realize it's not like residential where it's numbers and you're selling five, 10, 20 houses a year. You're selling one or two things a year and, uh, you know, you get your payday two years from now. So you really have to be, um, you almost have to, if you almost have to have your sort of bread and butter, you know, you have to have the one thing that sort of gets you the income coming in through on a consistent basis and then specialize in the other stuff off to the side so that you'd have that one or two sales you know, every couple of years that are that are the big ones. I don't know. Depends how you build your business. And the one thing I'm getting from this conversation too is there's a bit of a barrier to entry for this commercial real estate and just specializing specific niches in commercial industry. Yeah. Um, but that's off, often an opportunity, right? Because not everyone mm -hmm. can crack into it. If you're the one willing to put in the extra work to get over that hump, it, it can be beneficial for you in the end because yeah. there is less competition potentially in, in those industries because not everyone can get into it as well. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about like, getting that experience in yeah. a specific niche. Because we we talked about referring to an agent who's got experience or potentially even leaning on them. But like, how would you like if you wanted to get into it and you wanted to work with an agent? How would you approach them? Like, would you go in fifty fifty on a listing with them? Like, how how does that situation work where you're working with an agent, especially if they're outside of your brokerage? 
Well, and that's it. I mean, we look to the inside of our brokerage first. We want to keep it in-house and all the rest of it, but sometimes that, that special niche isn't within the brokerage. And, you you know, it's really difficult to share between brokerages um, or co-list something between brokerages. So, you know, a lot of cases, if it's not within your own brokerage, it's going to be difficult for you to do a 50-50. And most commercial agents that I've talked to really don't like you know, doing that because then they lose their competitive edge too, because they're the expert in that area. And why are they passing their knowledge to somebody that's going to take business away from them? So it's difficult. Uh, commercial is a whole different ball game. And when it comes down to um, even us looking to build a, a commercial division, you know, we're trying to really, really do it right this time. And I say this time, because I think, I think most residential um, brokerages have dabbled from time to time, but if you really look for specific, you know, you've got to have the right paperwork, you have the right, you know, the right forms and documents and clauses and, and, uh, and have a good, uh, legal, um, I guess team behind you as well, because a lot of commercial is done on the lawyer side as well. You negotiate the deal, but the lawyer tidies everything up and makes sure the thing closes. So there's more of a legal, uh, aspect of the commercial end of things. Um, and, uh, yeah, you need that type of support. Um, one other big question I had too, um, unlike residential real estate, there aren't large buyer pools for a lot of these commercial listings. There's only so many people that are looking to buy gas stations. Lots of people looking to buy houses. Now, right. what's the best way to get your listing out there? Is it is there a place to go or like an easy way to get the word out? Because um, you might only have like a small pocket of people that would be interested in purchasing these types of properties. Yeah, there's actually a few questions in there that I'm thinking about. Um, the general sense in commercial, um, it's it's different because if you're talking leasing, I do find a lot of leasing on the MLS. Um, some buildings hit the MLS, but I find the majority of the good uh, inventory in terms of commercial listings um, are kept uh, exclusive within the brokerages and uh, within the networking of the community. So um, if it hits MLS, it's almost you know a stigma like oh you know it didn't get sold um, within the brokerage, therefore you know it maybe it's not as hot a, a hot a listing you know hottest uh, commodity. Um, so it's difficult uh, from a commercial standpoint, unless you're plugged into the networking amongst the agents in the area or into the community. Um, you know, there's the the business community if it's you're selling a business. So um, it's a different, like I said, ball of wax. And, and how you market yourself is going to be unique. Uh, and you're going to have to find a unique niche. If you have something that's unique that's within a niche, it's not even the way you market. It's how you prospect for that. It's different than, I think, realist or real, residential real estate in the sense that we put it on an MLS system and, and wait for the offers, um, you actually have to do a lot more uh, knock, knocking on doors and making phone calls. So if it was a gas station, for example, you should know who is in charge of real estate for Petro Canada, SO. Um, you should be making phone calls to all the different uh, independents. Um, find out who's the key players within the industry and, and, and make sure that uh, you pick their brains, take them out for dinner, that sort of thing. So there's a lot of networking involved, a lot of phone calls and... Um, and that's that's almost the best marketing that you could do. And now, yeah. and again, I'm not I'm not an expert at this. This is what I, you know, the research that I've looked into and the the the, the conversations with I I've had with the, some key players within our area, and in the sense that building a commercial division, it's, you know, these these are what this is what they're telling me, and and uh, and I believe it because I've seen it too. So, you know, it's um, you know, it's not uh, it's not the same as residential. That's for sure. Do you ever have agents come to you saying they want to specialize in commercial, but they just don't have the in for it? Like, what, what do you do? You, does that happen first of all? And if it does, like, what would your advice be to them? 
Um, I mean, really is about networking. So you're going to have to, you know, um, there's a lot of events that, that are put on through Treb, through um, different brokerages at different times. And you need to get out there and meet other agents. And you need to really find um, who you're going to learn from, I think is the main thing. Because if, if they're if you're trying to break into commercial and you don't have a network or you don't have the, the in, it's going to be a very difficult, um, I guess it's going to be a difficult upward climb because even the people that are plugged in, you know, it's difficult for them to, you know, get out there and market and get a niche. So yeah, I would say it's a lot of networking within the industry between agents. Yeah, definitely not a simple thing to break into, but if you do have the opportunity, maybe it's something you shouldn't just pass off right away, I guess, is what the kind of takeaway is from this. Look into it, see yeah. if Yeah, see if it's so it's worthwhile investment like of your time and everything too, because it is a lot of time and effort. And I think that's the bottom line for this commercial. And there's there's a smaller pool of listings for any specific niche. The payoff might mm-hmm. be great, but like you said, it's it can be fairly inconsistent as well. Uh, so is there anything you want to say before we wrap the show yeah, up? I- I mean, just just in the sense that I think I think when it comes from, you know, in a standpoint of getting your residential, let's say you're going you're going into real estate and you're getting your license and you're taking the courses and, you know, you take the residential course and then one of the in Ontario anyway, the one of the mandatory courses is commercial. So you're going to get a basic knowledge of what a cap rate is and, you know, some investment advice and some of the clauses and things to ask and how to qualify and all the rest of it. But um I do find sometimes a little bit of knowledge, uh, the saying is a little bit of knowledge is a is a dangerous thing. That seems to be the case in, in residential real estate in Ontario because all of us take that course and then think we know a little bit about commercial. So yeah, maybe I'll take on this opportunity to find a, a building or a business or sell a business or whatever it is. And then you get over your head and, and you know things fall apart on it. And I, I know a lot of lawyers get frustrated. Now, a lot of other commercial agents that are specific commercial get frustrated because they're dealing a lot with um, inexperienced and unknowledgeable uh, people on the one side. So my only piece of advice in general is to don't take on something you don't know without help and uh, try not to get in over your head with it. Um, there are some easier transactions that it's okay to start with uh, and let your manager help you with that. But and the, for the most case, and the most, you know, the, how we want to sort of have things working within our company is, you know, we'll have a commercial division with people that are specifically trained and, and uh, they can look after your leads, but, uh, you know, refer it off. And if you get lucky enough to, you know, have somebody work 50-50 with you or don't even take 50, do it for nothing or not nothing, but maybe, you know, they give you 25% and, uh, and, and then you can just sort of, you know, if they're happy enough to share, which, you know, a lot of them are as well, um, they can, they can teach along the way. So, and that's it in a nutshell. <laughs> that's a good summary. Ironically, I'm actually taking my commercial real estate transaction course uh, starting in, in April, I think. So mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll begin that little bit of knowledge that can be potentially dangerous as well. Um, but yeah, it should be an interesting course. Yeah, um, no, it is. It, it's, it is a very interesting uh, field too. I've always been interested in it. So yeah. Yeah. Like you said, though, I'm kind of surprised it isn't um, more of like a continuing education course. Um, because it does seem yeah. strange that you know most people probably won't deal with commercial transactions, or at least not very frequently. Um, so to have that uh, being one of the mandatory courses, I guess, is, like you said, just giving you a little bit of knowledge, but not probably enough. Uh, like I haven't taken the course yet, so I don't know the specifics. Um, could be a dangerous thing. But anyhow, if you like the show, subscribe to our show on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, wherever you find your podcasts online. And please don't forget to leave us a five-star review on those sites.
Uh, just so those, those of you that know, uh, last week we mentioned that Google Play was having some technical difficulties with having our uh, podcast published online. Those have been resolved, so you can now find our show again on Google Play without a problem. Uh, you can also watch this and past shows at spotlight at century21.ca slash podcast. If you need to reach us, you can email us anytime at podcast at homania.com. That's podcast at H-O-M as in Mary, E-A-N as in Nancy, I-A dot com. So this podcast was brought to you by the Spotlight Marketing Program, an exclusive marketing package available only to Century 21 agents in Canada. Spotlight provides agents with a comprehensive internet marketing strategy for their listings. We provide high-quality HDR photography, stunning HD video tours, a cutting-edge responsive website, and an extensive advertising system that will help sell your listings faster, sell them for more money, impress your clients, and generate leads. So find out why so many top agents are using Spotlight by visiting spotlight.centuryone.ca today. Everybody, thanks for watching. Aaron, thanks again for hosting. Thanks, Lance. Have a great week.